Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to episode 8 of Spoiler Season for Hour of Devastation. Uh, thanks to Flipside Gaming, FlipsideGaming.com, and New England Comics. You can find them on Facebook at NEC Coolidge for their sponsorship. Uh, so, Katie, we're starting off with uh, two cards that came out late last night uh, after we posted the podcast. Do you want to read us the first one? It is green. And I know it that is. It is. And it's a mythic. So it's a mythic. It's so a green far, mythic. so good. So I'm sure it's going to be really good. Probably going to draw cards. Uh, I, I probably. I mean, that's what green does, right? Green does these days. Let's yeah. see. Let's see. So this is Majestic Miriark. Yeah, Miriark. Miriark. Oh, the Mir are on Amonkhet. They've come from Mirrodin, mm. and they are here to Phyrexianize. It's Amonkhet. a late theme, but they did just add horses, so sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> they introduced indestructible horses, and the answer for the indestructible horses, <laughs> one day after another. So anything could happen, Katie. <laughs> anything could happen. All right, so Majestic Miriarch is green four for a star-star chimera. Mm. Majestic Miriarch's power and toughness are equal to twice the number of creatures you control. You're a star on this podcast, let me tell you. And what's star equal to? Uh, I'm just telling you, you're a star. Mm. Mm. Together we make (laughs) star-star. All right, so it's equal to twice the number of creatures you control. So if this is the only creature you control, it's a 2-2. At the beginning of each combat, if you control a creature with flying, Majestic Mirror games flying till end of turn. The same is true for First Strike, Double Strike, d- uh, Death Touch, Haste, Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Menace, Reach, Trample, Vigilance. Is that every single keyword? No, it's not. not prowess. They leave off banding. They leave uh, off banding. They leave off prowess. They leave off protection from red. <laughs> they leave off uh, fear. They leave off trample. Trumble. Uh They left off quite a few keywords, yeah. and honestly, without those keywords, I don't think the card is good enough. Yeah, that's what makes it yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is potentially 5 for a 2-2, two, two, which is not so great. Not, not so great indeed. Right, but if you have just like two other creatures and one with an ability, then it could be a 6-6 six, six with flying mana. and trample. 5 mana for a 6-6 six, six with flying? And, like, oh. Shivan Dragon doesn't see play. And that's a six minute oh, oh. that pumps itself. I'm, I'm talking I'm, I'm talking limited here. Constructed. Oh, obviously. This is, this is obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, of course you're going to play it. Like, boards get, especially in uh, in Sealed, boards get boards get a little crowded. This guy comes down. Lady comes down. I, I'm not going to, you know, assume anything. Comes down. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's going to be huge. Uh, in standard, I think... <laughs> Emulating Trump there? It's going to be great. Fantastic. It's going to be huge. great. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, I think the only uh, deck that could possibly want this in standard would be uh, the token stack. The uh, like Obsalon token stack. That's what I was um, thinking. Because you need to play this in a deck where it will never be a 2-2. Because oh, like that's yeah. just such a low floor Terrible. that it's not... Like the ceiling is not worth the floor. So it uh, doesn't see any play unless you put in tokens because then it will reliably be large. Huge. Uh, Yes. And uh, if you have something with flying, then, like, that's nice. And also, if you're running Gideon and you take Gideon up, then you can make this indestructible. Um, But, like, they can also just kill it before, like, you know, the trigger goes in the stack and they're like, kill it. Yeah. So, I don't know. But uh, if you, you know, if you can give this, like, flying, um, that would be really sweet in the token stack because it's going to be enormous and, like, one hit will probably kill. 
Right. Uh, but, I mean, it really does scale nicely with the two times the number of creatures. Yeah. I'm just not convinced that like this is better, uh, consistently better than something like Archangel Abyssin in the token stack for five Ooh, mana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially since I think that some decks are just going white-black and are cutting the green anyways, so. Yeah. Little skeps. Little skeps. That's short for skeptical, by the way. Yeah, it's not It's not going to happen, but yeah, thanks for trying. Uh, our next card is Abandoned Sarcophagus. This is a three-mana artifact. You may cast non-land cards with cycling from your graveyard. And if a card with cycling would be put into your graveyard from anywhere, and it wasn't cycled, exile it instead. So this is really cool, right? If you have a hieroglyphic illumination in hand, and this is on the board, cycle it, draw a card, then later you can cast hieroglyphic illumination. So it's like you're up a card. You just had to spend the one mana to cycle it earlier. Yeah, uh, it's it's a pretty cool card. It's pretty strong. Yeah. Um, if you have, you know, you have enough cyclers and limited, I would happily play this. Uh, this is just going to put you up cards and like. As long as it's not a land, because it says, say, cast, so not play. You can't play the lands. Right. Um, but, like, this is just going to give you extra value. Um, and in Constructed, uh, I think, like, you mentioning Hieroglyphic Illumination, I think that that would be the only, like, a, some kind of control deck would be the only thing that would want this, but, like, then I just don't, I don't think it's worth a slot. I don't think it's going to. Yeah. Um, I think that you need to, you could maybe, it'd just be tricky. Because, like, Hieroglyphic Illumination and Sweltering Suns are... I think the only really good cycling spells in like blue red and honestly sweltering suns is not going to see any play because of a card we're going to talk about in a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced that this is going to be able to see constructed play, uh, yeah. but it, it's a cool card and I like it. It's very cool. And I like it limited too, because it's nice. Um, if you get it out after you have all these cards with cycling, you can, you can have cast hieroglyphic illumination on turn four and then you play this later. You draw it later in the game. You play it on turn six and hieroglyphic illuminations in the graveyard, you can cast it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it does it gives, some very uh, cool... Some yeah, so basically. whether you draw it early or late, you know, it it's... Work. Right. Um, but yeah, I agree, you know, again, with all of these, like, artifacts or enchantments that sit on the field and constructed, they have to have a very high ceiling to, to be playable. Yeah, you need... I mean, this is a three-mana card, uh, and you basically want this to draw you, I would say, like... If this draws you, uh, like, two cards, it's okay, but I'd really be looking for, like, three to four consistently to play this. Yeah. Because it's also, like, you know, you, you play this and, like, yes, you have those cards, but, like, all the cards in your graveyard, are you going to want to cast Altering Suns randomly? Like, no, you're drawing kind of a dead card. So you need to be drawing live cards. Like, Hieroglyphic Illumination is the go-to. I'm not sure what other card with cycling that you'd be, like, really excited to draw from your graveyard. Right. So our next card is Ronus's Stalwart. This is green one for a 2-2 two -two human warrior. You may exert Ronus's Stalwart as it attacks. When you do, it gets plus one plus one until end of turn and can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less this turn. Love it for limited. 2-2 two -two with upside. Yeah, we've seen in limited these, you know, bears be, these exerting bears being pretty good, pretty dece. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's obviously not quite as good, but what's the, uh, the flying dude? The Gustwalker. Oh, Gustwalker, right? like yeah. One, two, two, and it That's great. And, like, this is not quite as good, but it's no. similar, right? It's, it's going to make it so it gives it some evasion yeah. and also makes it a 3-3, three, three, so you might be able to hit with this. So, yeah, I, I like this card. Um, I think that I would happily play this um, in a green deck. Yeah, to fill out the curve, Absolutely. definitely. Um, okay. Next, we have Life Goes On. Man. 
This is a dark set. Well, mostly like it's it's they've gotten more, especially with like the focus on story. They've gotten a little bit more looser with their naming conventions. Mm. Like life goes on is that's not a spell. <laughs> like it's a saying. It's a catchphrase. Like when I cast life goes on, what am I doing? You're going on with your life. But like I'm just always casting life goes on then. <laughs> like every day I'm just like ah. Life goes on. In this case, to make your life go on, it costs green at instant speed to gain four life. If a creature died this turn, you gain eight life instead. Ooh, so got a little bit of morbid going on here. Yeah. A morbid trigger. Um, this is a card that reminds me a little bit of, uh, and I'm, I'm going to forget the name, but the, it was green one sorcery, and it was like gain five life, and if you had ferocious, it gained you ten life instead. Uh, oh, back in yeah. like cons or dragons figure forge so this card I think it was similar I don't think I would play this in limited unless I'm playing against a very aggressive deck then I might side this in uh, and I would play this in constructed if there is a hyper aggressive deck and I need to just buy some time um, and the issue is like and I think there's going to be another one of these two today that does that kind of thing uh, we saw one yesterday with the white zero four that gains life when you cast yep. spells. But it just, uh, I don't think that deck exists, so like I don't think this card is great right now. Right. Um, I would say also watch out for playing this in limited if you have the horse tribal card because uh, this That's will trigger right. it. This will, you know what, this is a single green mana in instant speed to give you a 5-5 five, five horse. At the Horsey. end of the turn. Horse's end, of, end turn. of turn. Hey, you know what? You know what? That's better than uh, right away because at the end of the turn... Uh, that's when they're least expecting it, right? Like they're you're, they're not ready for a, a horse to just suddenly pop in at the end of the turn, just indestructibly trampling around. Indestructibly trampling around. Yeah. Uh, our next cards are blue, so I'll, I can I can handle these. Oh ones. yeah. Blue, you know. You got this. Cards. I got this. This is a tragic lesson. This is blue two instant. Draw two cards, then discard a card unless you return a land you control to its owner's hand. Uh, so this is also pretty sad. It's like Kefnet's dead on the it's ground. It's really morbid. Like there's oh my gosh, blood gushing out. from his head and like reflections in the blood. I have to say this is like kind of reminds me of some of the older magic art, which could which was a lot more like graphic or gruesome. Yeah, this is like this is really sad. It's also really sad for me because in our time together in Blue Red Control, Kefnet and I have kind of we've gotten a little close. You know, like. Kevin and I have been through some stuff together. Yeah. We've beaten some Ishkanas, beaten some Minerak Demons, <laughs> and we've drawn a lot of cards, Katie. A lot of cards. People have tried to fatal push Kefnet. People have tried to kill her with Bone Picker. People have, <laughs> They've tried to fatal they, push they Kefnet. Have. And I said that I said it resolves because fatal that was a legal target for fatal push. That's great. It just didn't do anything. <laughs> um, and you know, Kefnet and I, so we've been together a lot, and I'm I'm a little bit disappointed that, you know, Hazarite is the one that lives. Why is why not Kefnet? Kefnet is so much better than Hazorite. Whoa. Whoa. Not even close. So this is blue two instant, draw two cards, then discard a card unless you return a land you control to its owner's hand. So we see a little bit of Kefnet's of ability here of like this draws you a uh, or bounces a land to your hand, right? Yeah. Um and it's called uh, I think I never said it, it's Tragic Lesson. You're oh. shaking your head. No, it's Tragic Lesson. I said its name. That's well name. you already read it also. I read the card? Yeah. No, I didn't. I thought you were reading this one. No. So, uh, Tragic Lesson, the fact that it's a three-minute instant that draws you some cards is pretty nice. Uh, returning a land is not a terrible, terrible downside. 
Um, particularly if you want to return a land, like if you're missing a land drop, or you want to return an ether hub to go up on an energy. Mm. Um, but honestly, usually I think that uh, Supreme Will is going to fill the slot that this otherwise would. Um, because three mana for like a impulse or mana leak is just, I think, better than Tragic Lesson, which is going to draw you two and then return a land. I, the return a land is, is a, like an issue. It's, it's a downside. Um, and unless you're trying to fill up your hand with for Kefnet or something, uh, I would not be happy to do that. And for spending a card to draw two and then discard one, eh, like Supreme Will is just better. Um, that's that's my verdict on this. My supreme verdict is that Supreme Will is better than Tragic Lesson. Okay. Next we have Seer of the Last Tomorrow. All right, Katie, it seems like the uh, Hour of Devastation is nigh here. Yeah, uh, so Seer of the Last Tomorrow. Just a couple tomorrow, cards away. Just a couple cards away. Is blue two for a 1-4 Naga Cleric. You can pay blue, tap it, and discard a card. And target player puts the top three cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Mill is officially a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this the set? We have that card that, like, doubles the number of cards that have been put into a graveyard from anywhere. You can mill six here. Whoa. I mean, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If you get that doubling mill card, maybe yeah. get two of those. You get a couple of Seers. There's a couple of other cards, too, in Amonkhet and Hour, that mill. Uh, you could build the mill deck unlimited. Yep. Absolutely. Because they're going to draw 7, they're going to 33. You have to activate this with the doubling card, like, only a couple of times, and they're just dead. Uh, so, like, it's it's real. It's real. I don't think you're going to see it very often. It requires a lot of stuff to come together. But also, people are not going to pick this card very highly. Right. It's a 3-mana 1-4, so, you know, man. So it'll circle if you are on the mill yep. strategy. You could certainly use it on yourself if you want to Aftermath and Balm uh, eternalize it up. But again, I don't think you want to go out of your way to do any of those things. Yeah. Um, so not really worth it. But it is a, it's a creature, Katie. This is a creature. Spoken, spoken highly of. Yeah. Thank you. Our next card is Survivor's Encampment. This is a desert land. Uh, you can tap to add colorless to your mana pool, or you can tap and tap and tap an untapped creature you control. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So, cool. yeah, mana yeah, fixing had, or colorless. This is like a functional reprint of that other card we had in, like, BFC, I think, that did almost the same thing. Um, this is fine. Like, sometimes you'll play this if you need yep. the fixing. Um, and, and you're not most in green. Of the time you won't. Because green um, has all your It's nice if you need more deserts. Uh, it's a desert. Uh, additionally, it's good with Naga Vitalis because, as we saw in Amonkhet, um, having this land out with Naga Vitalis means Vitalis can produce any color of mana. Oh, that's uh, which, nice. Yeah, which is, yeah. is pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. That's very cool. So, Katie, we've come to the final hour. You mean the time has come? The time? Has you know, come. hour, time. The time has come for us to review the hour of devastation. Time hour? Are you serious? Okay, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got so it. So slow. I just, mine was fine too. I said we finally reached the hour. What, I said something amusing. No, it was not amusing no, at I, all. It was just. We have a different statement. bars for amusing. Yeah. Uh, I think the viewers, uh, with their ears, will find that my remarks were more amusing than yours. I think they will not. Vote here today, folks. So, Hour of Devastation. This is the Red Hour. It's a Red Red 3 Sorcery. All creatures lose indestructible until end of turn. Hour of Devastation deals 5 damage to each creature and each non-bolus planeswalker. 
Okay, so uh, this card, it's it's funny. Just yesterday I was complaining that there haven't been a lot of standard, like, constructed playable cards in the format, right, that are going to impact standard. Yep. Um, Here it we've is. We've seen a Braid, we've seen Supreme Will, maybe Razaketh, um, a couple of gods, maybe Bolas. Uh, this card is going to change standard, um, I think, because Blue-Red Control already got, I, I think, slightly better positioned uh, with the Marble Man, um, and with the printing of a Braid and Supreme Will, becomes a little bit better. But now, Blue-Red actually has a real board wipe. Uh, like, this is... Dealing 5 damage to each creature is usually... This is going to read destroy all creatures, right? But the thing is, is this is often going to be better than Fumigate. Because Fumigate, yes, gains you the life, but that's not usually super relevant. Um, what is super relevant, though, is the Lose Indestructible Clause. Because a common thing that happens is you cast Fumigate, and they flash an Avacyn, or you cast Fumigate, and they, they have a Selfless Spirit, so you can't even cast Fumigate. Or they side into Heroic Intervention, and they use that as kind of a Fumigate counterspell. Or they have gods left behind if they're unjunned gods. Uh, uh, sure, sure, absolutely. Um, Hour of Devastation deals with all of those things. It makes it so there's really no way to deal with this outside of an actual counterspell, or playing Eerie Interlude to, like, exile oh. your threats, or, like, bounce your Snap. threats to your hand. Um, and then additionally... This deals with Planeswalkers, yeah, which is nuts. This is a board wipe that's like going to unconditionally kill everything, plus also kill Planeswalkers. Um, this misses vehicles, sure. Oh uh, man, yeah, that makes it for the amount that you're getting. This is this is really strong for five mana. I mean, this is like yeah, and, it, and the fact curve. that it's in red, and like the the premier control deck has been blue red is incredible. This kills Gideon, right? This kills all the major Planeswalkers. Uh, aside from if you play, let's see, Obnixilis ticking up mm. does not kill him. Uh, Big Nissa, Nissa Vital Forest ticking up does not kill Nissa. Uh, Nahiri ticking up does not kill Nahiri. Um, but it kills Liliana, it kills Nissa, it kills Gideon. Um, and other others that see big play? Kills Chandra, kills Tamiya if you run into her. Um, this, yeah, it just kills everything. Everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is going to be, so I, you know, last podcast I was trumping my black-white, white-black control deck, how, how great it was. This is going to be a pretty good motivation to just go back to blue-red because uh, a five-mana board wipe changes things. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the problem that blue-red has had is it really is playing this, like, one-for-one, go-up-one-card type of game where... Until you can get to Gear Hulk, you're one for wanting everything. Um, your answers need to line up perfectly, right? Especially against like vehicles, you need to have a counterspell, a specific kind of counterspell for Gideon, another kind for uh, Heart of Kieran, another kind for their creatures. Um, and if anyone gets through, you're kind of relying on like Harness Lightning and Magnus Ray to save you. Uh, but there's no like really catch up button aside from Torrential Gear Hulk, which mm -hmm. won't always get there, particularly if they have something like Unlicensed Disintegration. Uh, Hour of Devastation get you there um from playing blue red to switching over to black white one of the biggest changes was like me having fumigate four fumigates in the deck meant that i was allowed to, i was able to just ignore stuff the first couple turns because i get to just cast my board wipe and you know then i'm up several cards and like i can play uh stuff after that so hour of devastation will change the way that blue red control plays and it's going to have to change how other people play their decks as well um, because this is a very very real thing uh, to be concerned about. I, I like this as 
a five mana board wipe. I think that um, Wizards has expressed they're reluctant to print four mana board wipes. Um, so what we've been seeing is five mana board wipes with upside, right? Fumigate, destroy creatures, gain some life. Uh, planar cleanse, uh, not planar cleansing, planar something. Out outburst, burst. yeah. Wipe the board and you can awaken it, right? But all those upsides are very small and I don't know, they're, like, they're not good enough really to, to be five mana. This is worth five mana because this kills, killing planeswalkers is so important. Um, additionally, non-bolus could be relevant if blue-red decides to splash black, go into Grixis for uh, nickel bolus, then this does not kill bolus. Right, it doesn't kill your own walker. Yeah. and also doesn't kill theirs if they're able to do that, but no one should be resolving a seven-mana planeswalker against a blue control deck, so not too concerned about that. Uh, so this is a card I'm really excited for. This is one of my favorite cards out of the set so far. I'm excited to play blue-red control again. Uh... When, when this set is released. Do you have any, any other thoughts on this? Or Go ahead. Sorry, I, I love, I was really excited about this card. Yeah, well, I, I am less excited as a Zombies player because I, I wonder if this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. I think Zombies is incredibly resilient to board wipes. Um, but one of the nice things about, you know, if you're fighting against Sweltering Suns or Radiant Flames, three uh, toughness, you can get past with, like, a couple lords or um yeah and and even chandra like if they want to kill her they can take down four again like sometimes you can get out of range with a couple lords five on turn five That's a lot. this is like i i kind of feel like this is too much for zombies to compete with i mean zombies already had a bad matchup against blue red say, didn't have a good match i know but this is gonna bring blue red back i yeah. think i think into it one of the blue red which exactly makes which zombies. makes zombies worse so yeah, I'm a little um, pessimistic about zombies now. I don't think anything in, else in the set made me feel like zombies would get worse, but yeah. I think with popularization of a new red and this this additional very effective board wipe... I will be starting off with four of these in the deck, testing four. Um, people will probably settle around three, but I, I've always been a big fan. So like I, I'm on four Fumigate, and I love it in, in white-black. Um, it does raise the curve of the deck uh, the more you run, because if you're trying to keep four gear hulks in four hours, mm. um, then that's a little expensive. But aside from those cards, uh, you have four glimmers, and then every other card in your deck is three or less. So that's nice, uh, and I think the upside of having Hour of Devastation is just so high. Yeah, I guess... Incredible. One difference, right, because you're talking about the high curve of the black-white control deck that you have versus this upcoming blue-red mm. control. And uh, Fumigates versus Hour of Devastation, you've mentioned before, the Fumigate life gain is not always that relevant, but if you're raising the curve of your deck and you might be waiting longer to recoup and hit that reset button, the life gain can be really yeah, relevant. Yeah, um, so I say usually it's not relevant. Um, I'd say like when you cast it in a typical deck, but... In black white control, I've actually found it to be very relevant because uh, the deck uses up so much life with English Unmaking and mm. Obnixilis um, that really the life gain is huge. The life gain will gain you three and you get back in English Unmaking or it gains you from like one to four, which gives you a couple more Obnix activations. Um, so I think in, in that deck it's very relevant. Um, but I really think that if, you know this with this card being printed, like you probably just end up in blue-red. Um Maybe there's an argument for red black, uh, but I, I think blue red is probably going to be the the way to go. Cool. Yeah. So uh, now that we've covered the most exciting card, what, what's our next one? Yeah, we have a uh, dutiful servants, white three, 
for a 2-5 zombie, vanilla zombie. That's it. Can't play it. It dies to our devastation. Nice. Eh, you know, play it in limited fill curve, maybe. Yeah, I, I like if you're yeah. if you want to play very defensively and like try to go late and block stuff, stonewall stuff, this is fine. Uh, yeah. The five toughness means it's going to block most everything, mm -hmm. and the two power means that actually it can kill, kill something. A so things, yeah, yeah, I don't think the card is as bad as it might seem on first glance. Four mana is a decent amount, but if you're trying to kind of get to the late game and play something that's just going to block, like this card is a reasonable card to play. Next we have Manticore Eternal. This is Red Red 3 for a 5-4 zombie Manticore. It has a Flicked 3, and it attacks each combat if able. Okay. Yeah, I guess play it in a red deck. I like this a lot. Yeah. I like this a lot in, in an aggressive red deck. This is, uh, you know, it's going to do some damage to your opponent, and it will probably trade with something. Um, so I like both. I like that. I like that it's going to probably kill something while also doing a little bit of damage to your opponent. Uh, if it's able to get in a hit once, fantastic. Like now it's going to do at least probably like eight damage. Uh, and that's, that's a really good chunk of their life. If they don't block this once, uh, and then they take three, or if they are not able to kill it right away, it's going to keep pecking away. Uh, five mana for a five, four is a decent rate. Um, uh, and it, you know, the attack and charm with able clause means you really do want to play an aggressive deck because if you're ever on your back foot, this is not a good thing to be playing. Um, but the Afflict 3, I think, is, is pretty good upside since you want to play it in an aggressive deck anyways, and Afflict 3 uh, is going to reward you for attacking. Yeah. I, I think the Afflict 3 really does make the second cause feel better because I know it has to go in an aggressive deck, but I always just hate when you don't have the flexibility to choose whether Absolutely. or not to attack Absolutely. with your creatures. Yeah. But I know most of the time in this kind of deck, you should be attacking with your creatures. And if you're not, you're losing anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, next card is Mummy Paramount. White one for a 2-2 zombie. Whenever another zombie enters the battlefield under your control, Mummy Paramount gets plus and plus one until end of turn. Yeah, so again, I would play this in Limited. There's so many random zombies running around. This yeah. is going to get pumped on all sorts of Bear turns. with, like, pretty good upside. Yeah. Um... In terms of Constructed, I was again thinking about the white-black zombies deck and does this have a home, and the answer I think is no because it only pumps itself, but in theory I was getting very excited about the concept of play this turn two, turn three, you play a Diagraph, sure, you swing for three, turn four, you cast like yeah, like two zombies, you get two more that come in off the Diagraph trigger, and then this gets... Plus four, plus four. Like, it's just... And then you just, play Liliana's Mastery. And then you play, yeah, like you play a Lord and a something. It just, I feel like it could get really scary in every turn. Literally every turn you're playing zombies yeah. and maybe multiple. I so. do think, though, that one of the issues is, like, the zombies deck, this card wants to be attacking, um, and I don't yeah. think the zombies deck always wants to be attacking. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think that, yeah. Go ahead. I think that's one of the mistakes a lot of people make, is thinking that it's an deck, aggro yeah. deck and trying to be attacking every turn, and, and you really want to grow and bring the zombie apocalypse and wait until your opponent feels no hope. <laughs> there. Hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. No hope. Um, so our next card is Wretched Camel. This is black one for a 2-1 zombie camel. When Wretched Camel dies, if you control a desert... Or there is a desert card in your graveyard. Target player discards a card. Uh, so I like this. If you have a critical mass of deserts, because this is uh, probably going to... You can like set it up so it's going to trade with something in the early game, uh, and it's going to be a two-for-one. Um, so yeah, if you have des enough deserts, like I like it. If you don't have deserts, uh, I think the card is pretty bad. Like Sometimes you'll have to play it to fill in the curve, 
Um, but I'm not a big fan of a two mana two one when you could just like there's play enough, a two mana two two exactly, with upside. Two twos. Yeah, yeah. To not have to play this. Agreed. I have Otherwise, to say, this zombie one. camel is, like, really freaky if you look at the art. I feel very badly for this camel. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like, it's like a very sad zombie camel. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, but he's super meant to die with the one toughness. Absolutely. So you better have upside when he does. Yeah. Uh, next card is Strategic Planning. This is Blue One Sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, and the rest into your graveyard. Um, this is, like... A sorcery speed anticipate that puts stuff in the graveyard instead of on the bottom of your deck. Um, I think usually putting stuff into your graveyard is better than putting it on the bottom of your deck. However, sorcery speed is like way worse than instant. Like the benefit you get from instant on anticipate is far far greater than the benefit that you get from putting a couple cards into your graveyard yep. instead of on the bottom of your deck. Especially in this format with gear hulks where you can only flashback instants. Oh, yeah. but no one's playing. I mean, everyone's playing Glimmer. Oh, no, they no, play Anticipates, too. People occasionally like a run a couple Anticipates, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, but, like, if Anticipates not seeing play anyways, there's no way this right. card sees play in, in, in Constructed. <laughs> no. I have to say, though, the art... I, again, the art on this card is just so beautiful. You have these two Planeswalkers that, like, frame the card, and they're just so vivid, and then in the middle, the bull horns. horns. The horns. The ever-present horns. It's nice. Yeah. You want to take the next one? It is a big green worm. Oh, it's a... Big Stompy. This is Sifter Worm. W-U-R-M, because that's how we spell worm. Yeah, um, that's like a like a wingless dragon kind of thing. Worms are... Really? Is that like yeah. a real thing or like a Watsy thing? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a thing. Maybe? It's been a thing in Magic forever. I don't know if it's a, if it's a thing outside of Magic. I, I know there are giant worms, but like I think... Did Dune... Like, how did Dune spell it? Uh, Do you remember? I don't know. I don't remember Could either. Be. Uh, but, like, you know, other fantasies have had worms. big worms. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know about this one. All right, cool. So this worm is green, green, five for a seven, seven, trample. And when it enters the battlefield, scry three, because that's a green thing. And then reveal the top card of your library. You're, you gain life equal to that card's converted mana cost. This is sweet. Oh, my gosh. I love it. In limited. Of course. Yeah. Like, in Limited, this gives you another card to ramp to outside of just the uh, the other worm, the 7-mana seven 7-7 seven worm. And the cool thing about this is, so, like, the other worm couldn't be blocked by creatures of power 2 or less, yeah. which was nice. That was a huge pain. Yeah, that was a big pain. Um, the things that I like about this one is this has Trample. Yeah. So, like, even if it's blocked, <sighs> you're still getting through. And second, if you're playing this in, a like, a blue-green deck in Limited that wants to ramp, you're probably going to have other ramp targets, which means that this is going to be a 7-7 <laughs> seven seven that's going to gain you, if you scry 3, uh, at minimum, like, worst case, this will gain you 2 life. Um, because you're going to have, like, a 2-drop Mana Dork. Uh, but, if you're running other threats, this could gain you 7 life. 6 to, like, 7 life, which is it's really nice. And put your life. next threat 1 card away instead Absolutely, of 3 cards away. Absolutely, it gives you another ramp target, right? Yeah. So, like, it allows you to play this, immediately start applying pressure, because not only did you just gain 7 life, but you also put one of your threats on top of your deck. Um, and in the worst case scenario, like... Still, it's a really good ramp target. You can scry away anything you don't want to the bottom to get you closer to one of your ramp threats. Yeah. This is just awesome. Yeah. I can think of would play. one or two people at our store who would be very excited about this. Uh, this, <laughs> this creature. Uh, and our last part of the night, Katie, is what? This is Sun Scourge Champion. White 2 for a 2-3 human wizard. When it enters the battlefield, you gain life equal to its power. 
you can internalize for white, white, two, and the cost of discarding a card. Okay. Um, if, 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 and I've, I mentioned earlier, we don't have a very like hyper aggressive red deck in Santa right now with reach and burn and stuff. Yeah. If we ever did, this card I think is my favorite card in standard right now against it because this is going to be so much card advantage. You get to play this, gain two life, nullify like a burn spell, half of two thirds of a burn spell. You get to then trade with one of their threats or one of the burn spells. So that's going to be another card. Then you get to eternalize, gain four life. Which is going to trade, uh, you know, give you put you up a card. And like, yeah, you're discarding a card there, so like that's maybe neutral. Um, and then you get to block something again. Uh, and like, it, it, this card is so good against those decks. Like, I think back to, um, I think the last time we had one was like a Tarka Red, right? If I could have played this against a Tarka Red, this this would have been fantastic. Yeah, um, that's true. This card is is really strong in that kind of deck. Um, and in limited, I'm also happy to play this uh, because. Uh, so first, it's a, a three for a two three is not bad. Putting up two life is fine, um, and then the eternalize is really really cheap. It's so cheap. Four mana for a four four, and like yeah, you have to discard a card. But honestly, in the late game when you're kind of flooding out anyways, like yeah, just dump a land, bring this back. You have to gain four life, and I have a four four for four mana. So I, I'm a big fan of this card. Um, and keep, yeah, because like keep in mind that when you eternalize you're going up a card because you didn't have to spend a card to eternalize it, right? Right. And in the case where you do spend a card to eternalize it, discarding a card, you're just card neutral. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like this card uh, m m more than average. Yeah. I, I'm sort of surprised, but I like it in exactly the roles that you mentioned. Would play it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Also, synergizes with Horse Lord. It does. Oh, my gosh. You can get horses. Oh yep. my gosh. Yep. Oh my gosh. When you first play it and when, when you, you eternalize it. it. That's it's just incredible. value, folks. That's incredible. If only this guy was a horse himself. Hmm. If only. I don't think we need more horses in the set. Horse guy. Horse synergizes with himself. Yeah, by the way, something we forgot is that Hour of Devastation, it does kill horses. What? Because they lose their indestructible, Katie. Oh, no. Horses can't deal with Nicol Bolas no. uh, having a temper Oh, and they're five fives. They are five fives. They are exactly killed by the Hour of Devastation. They are. How could Bolas? How they could are. Bolas? That's the thing that really frustrated me is Wizards got all of our hopes up. They printed a horse. There was a you know, thriving horse community. And they immediately printed the horse killer. <laughs> uh, they shouldn't even call it Hour of Devastation. They should yeah. call it Hour of Many Horse Deaths. Oh, no. Hour of horses dying. <laughs> Just like... Horse uh, slaughter. What was the one... The the egg, descent of the sinful... Descent upon the sinful. Yeah, that became something about the fishermen. Ah, uh, yes. In French, they mistranslated. It was descend upon the fishermen. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So, I hope in this one, they descend accidentally... Upon the horses. Yeah, hour instead of, of hour, hour of horses. That would be really cool. Horses, horses of, of devastation. devastation. Oh. That card, that would be like... You have, like, horses that come in and yeah. kill everything else and, like, have haste. That'd be like a red, They'd white. They'd be like black. Oh, I was five, thinking five. black, red, like zombie horses. Oh, sure. Well, we did have a Carnival Hellsteed back in like Return to Ravnica, which was like red, black, four for like a six, four haste or something. Example, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that card was horse of devastation. Horse of devastation. Horse of devastation. So that brings us to our last day of normal spoilers, Katie. Crazy. Um, tomorrow we're gonna have the massive spoiler dump. Yeah. All the commons and uncommons. So we will uh, go through uh, that and review all those cards. Um, I think there's going to be, what, there we have 74 left, 74 cards remaining. So that'll be kind of our marathon, very focused on draft uh, and limited uh, podcast. But maybe we'll see a couple more constructed playables, and that would be 
It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But our web devastation is totally going to change the texture of standards. So that yeah. part is really exciting. That, that's that's a super exciting one to end on for the normal spoiler absolutely, releases. Absolutely. They, like I said, I think they would be not smart of them to not make our <laughs> devastation constructed playable uh, because it's such good advertising. Um, and this card is going to see play at the Pro Tour. And uh, that'll be really good yeah. for them. So, yeah. And for us. It's and for very us. Cool. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I, I like this sleeper a lot. Yeah. Uh, it does. It it does make it interesting because it does kind of change the decks around blue red are gonna have to change a little bit. Yeah, uh, I mean you have to be able to. And people aren't really used to playing with... around like a sweeper, right? People not in blue red. Oh no, at all against anything. No one has sweepers. You well, get to standard like a little, you know, sweltering suns. And... No, sweltering suns is like a sideboard card against one deck. Like, if yeah. you're playing zombies... Yeah, well, I see sweepers all the time, I'm telling you. I'm sure you. you do. And Chandra's, those are sweepers in disguise. But what I'm saying is that it's been a while since any deck-running creatures has to worry about mainboard sweepers. It yeah. It has to play around that. Um, back when blue-white control was a thing in uh, Ravnica, uh, everyone knew, oh, do you have Verdict on four? If so, you know, oh, well, I guess I have to try to work around that. So hour on five is, is going to be a thing. I don't even know what you do in response to this. Because what you used to do in green decks, or what I did in my sideboard, was I had heroic intervention. You gave hexproof and indestructible. Yeah, but, and this beats it. Yeah. yeah. So what do, you, what do you do? What if you do? And I want to play like a mid-range deck. The other thing deck. you can do around sweepers is, uh, like, play Anissa. And play a planeswalker because if they sweep the board, it's fine. You just get more value. And this ruins that doesn't that work. Too. Like this sweeper is really strong. I don't know what to do because I I want to play a mid range deck. I want to play creatures and planeswalkers and just hit people in the face like an honest good magic yeah. player. And it's it's hard. Sweepers are always tricky because even if you're playing if you're playing around it, that means you're not playing out all of your threats, and that's right. something the control deck is very happy about. So. Usually what you're going to do is you're going to play, like, two threats or maybe three, like, but, like, a rogue refiner so you don't really go down a card to try to lure out this uh, sleeper, and then you get to dump your, like, your Glory Bringer or your Bristling Hydra um, and things like that. So I, I do think Glory Bringer goes up in value because if they go turn five hour at sorcery speed, it is a sorcery. They're going to be tapped yeah. out, and you then have a chance to resolve a threat. So you get to either go Glory Bringer, deal four to you, or you get to... Uh, resolve a planeswalker and then start building value. So they do have to be careful about this. Um, and it might be, you might see this being played on turn seven, so you can hold up counter magic still. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, the fact that it's, it's a sorcery speed sweeper is, you know, something that is going to be a weakness that can be exploited a little bit. Yeah, a little. A little. Um, I'm pretty terrified of this. I'm like, well, you know, oh, what planeswalkers do I want to run? Like maybe um, the Big Liliana becomes better. Because she can get out of range of this. Yeah, but I feel like the play pattern with Big Lily is usually going to be player tick down. Mm. Like, the play pattern with... Yeah. Yeah. I think more so than other walkers. Um, yeah. And I, I think, too, that another nice thing about this that other people have pointed out as well is uh, Gearhulk, Torrential Gearhulk doesn't die to this. Yeah. So, so I mean, do I just need to play a blue deck? Oh, oh no, I'm saying that blue-red can play this without kill. Like, it, it, it's a sweeper that doesn't kill its own threats. Yep. Which is, is incredible. It's really yeah. good. I don't... This is, this is a very scary card I think you're going to often, like, you might try to get the six for your Hulk, flashback a glimmer, draw two, play a land, play Hour of Devastation, wipe everything away, hit them for five, and now you have two mana up for a counterspell. And then they're just going to lose the game. So, yeah, I'm going to be excited to see... Uh, how decks respond to this. Um, 
and that that should be pretty interesting. Maybe Blue Red Emerge gets a little bit better because it's uh, Elder Deep Fiend doesn't die to this, and the stuff mm. it does die to this is just going to come back. And Blue Red already kind of struggles with the, you know, I mean, if they can counter like a cathartic reunion, then that's really good. But yeah. the activated abilities from the graveyard and stuff are and Fever Visions are tough to beat. So yeah. Should be fun to see. Uh, so, like we said, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, thanks again to Flipside Gaming, FlipsideGaming.com, and New England Comics, and you see Coolidge on Facebook. I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.